So, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably have noticed that a lot of things are out of stock right now, like a lot. Book publishers can't get paper, car manufacturers can't get microchips, construction companies can't get lumber, restaurants can't get food, and I can't get assless chaps to wear to a music festival. This is bad. 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 Okay, um, I'm kidding about the assless chaps. I'm not that hashtag body positive yet. But uh, seriously, I can't get a costume for Freaky Deaky uh, because even Spirit Halloween is sold out and everything on Amazon is back ordered till like November. I kind of wanted to wear a DIY pink soldier outfit like the guys from Squid Game, but that would just be way too much clothing for a music festival. And uh, especially in this Texas heat, it would be way too hot. So I guess I'm just gonna be like, I don't know, a sexy alien or something. Years ago, I used to do special effects makeup and I retained some of that skill. So I've, I'll, I'll figure something out for it. Welcome to Personalia. It's Wednesday, October 20th, and I know your time is valuable. So let's just get into today's topic. So if you haven't noticed, things are a little sister scarce right now. There's a major shortage starting right now, but it's not quite uh, March 2020, beginning of the pandemic bad yet, but unfortunately, I think it's probably going to get that bad and then probably worse in the near future. How near? I can't really tell at this time, but from some sources I'm going to share with you in a minute, I think it might be sooner than later. So you've probably seen that store shelves are empty, restaurants are taking items off their menus, and things you buy online are taking forever to ship if they're even available at all. Experts say that this will likely last another four to six months and that the current situation isn't improving. But why is all this happening and what's causing the problem? Now, there's a lot of factors that are in play when it comes to the causation of these shortages, but there isn't really one person or one thing to blame exactly. It's a lot. Some of the causes are labor shortages, inflation, COVID-19, and demand just outpacing supply. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to poor leadership. So the labor shortage is probably one of the biggest factors in this crisis, and under Joe Biden's leadership, unemployments are still readily available, and a lot of employees would rather stay home and collect that pandemic unemployment money than go back to work and actually earn a living. So according to ABC News, a record 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August, the most since the Department of Labor started tracking this data in the year 2000. So when you're paying tens of millions of people to sit on their asses at home, you're incentivizing them to stay out of the workforce and in turn worsening this major crisis. With the current unemployment benefits, some transportation workers are getting approximately 125% of their average income by being paid to sit at home. And you might be thinking, why don't employers just pay more money than unemployment? That'll solve the problem by convincing people to come back to work with more money, right? But it's not that simple. If employers start paying more than they were before the pandemic, that would inflate the cost of their goods and services, and they wouldn't just like take that blow and make less profit. They'll just pass those higher costs onto you, the consumer. And employees are also consumers because everyone needs the same things to live off of, so they'll have to pay higher prices for those same things alongside everyone else. So it's just this vicious cycle that causes unreasonable prices for the same things that used to be affordable for everyone. And that's just the basic 
basic principle of wage increases in any situation, not just this one. And another cause, of course, is the pandemic. In early 2020, when the pandemic first started to spread like wildfire, the factories overseas shut down in response to COVID-19. When large factories and distribution centers shut down in China, the U.S.'s biggest supplier of goods, we didn't see the effects of it immediately, but now we're starting to. But this isn't actually a big factor because there's ways to ramp up production after it was safe to return back to work. So it actually doesn't play a huge role in the problems that we're having right now. And surprisingly, at the moment, we're having full ships clog up our nation's biggest ports when they have nowhere to go since there's not enough workers to transport those containers to the next point in the supply chain. In the U.S., people want to blame the pandemic alone for making it quote-unquote unsafe to return to work, but the real problem is about the money. People are being paid to sit at home, so there's not enough employees to get you the things that you want to buy. And to add gas to the fire, our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, was just on a paternity leave for two months during the biggest supply chain crisis in recent history because he was home with his husband after having twins. Now, call me crazy, but I think if you're a high-up government official, you don't just get to take two months off, especially when neither spouse was actually giving birth to the babies. And I'm not downplaying the importance of spending time with your newborns during process of having kids. I'm just saying that you have a duty to your job as the Secretary of Transportation, so you kind of have to suck it up after a few days of being home with your husband and two kids because you have an incredibly important job. The international supply chain doesn't care about your babies. It just keeps piling up and every day he's not there, even as unqualified as Pete is, to be honest, it just causes more issues. With Christmas quickly approaching, American demand is ramping up at such a rapid pace, the supply chain literally doesn't have enough volume to handle it. Everyone needs to buy their family Christmas presents, get new furniture so the in-laws don't judge your interior design choices, buy clothing and supplies to fit the cold weather season, and plenty of food for those holiday feasts, but that isn't going to be as easy this year because there's major transportation problems that are making it harder to get those items in your hands. So what can you do to protect yourself and your family? Well, this is a scary issue that could last for several months, according to some experts. There's some simple ways that you can prepare while you still have time to do it. So first of all, do not hoard food and supplies. Hoarding is like the toilet paper crisis of early 2020. It just makes the problem worse by creating an artificial shortage on top of the real one. The main things are to have enough food and supplies to last a couple weeks without replenishment, make sure your medications are available at your local pharmacy, and to have a longer supply on hand, and if possible, have gas reserves at your disposal. If you don't have, like, I don't know, a few 50-gallon drums just laying around, I know I have a bunch of those, but uh, most people... People, uh, no, I'm lying. I don't. Nobody has 50-gallon drums. So just keep your gas tank topped off at all times in case overnight gas prices spike, which, you know, has happened historically in these days with all these shortages and not enough workers. We don't know what could happen. And I guess another one is do your Christmas shopping now. I know I have because uh, I want to make sure my family actually has presents and there's not going to be stuff on shelves come December because I'm usually a last, last-minute shopper. I'm there at Walmart on Christmas Eve doing the shopping that I can and trying to get my family presents, but this year, you're not going to be able to do that. And lastly, just stock up on a decent amount of non-perishable foods that you won't waste in case the shortage actually won't prevent you from accessing those items in the future. So I followed these tips. Uh, those, these are just things that I came up with, um, but I'm sure you can research it. I'm sure everyone's going to be saying the same thing I am because it's a very basic principle of prepping. 
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this quick episode and these useful tips I dropped at the end. Hopefully this won't be as bad as some people are expecting, but uh, as the old prepper saying goes, pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. So be sure to share this podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show out and it's an easy, free way to show your support. So I'd appreciate that a lot. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. But remember, fight like hell to make the world a better place. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.